0: the CEO table podcast with your host Chris Milan the CEO table is a podcast for all things self-development and getting your ish together and I'm so sorry that we've been gone for so long but we are back again and today we have a special guest she is a two times national and London champion in amateur boxing (laughs) and her name is Sadem Amma. hello 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 hello. thanks for joining me today thanks for having me thank you for coming (laughs) on okay so um I kind of want to get straight into Everything that you do in terms of like, okay, so guys, she is an amateur boxer and she's also a PR account director. And anyone that does multiple things, I'm always intrigued to hear how they handle it, what their journey looks like, what their days look like. And I know a lot of you guys always ask like, how can I do two things at once? Or how can I do multiple things at once? And it's so nice to hear opinions of others so i'm just gonna stop rambling and let her introduce herself <laughs> properly so Saddam, hello hello introduce yourself to the people
1: yeah so i am an amateur boxer i represent repton boxing club in east london but then i'm also a pr account director at a PR agency also based in London, so yes, a lot of time management, a lot of balancing, and mm. my life is definitely crazy.
0: <laughs> okay, so I want to know because I feel like the two are quite like different things. Yes, how did you g- <laughs> how did you get into boxing and when did you start?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, I started really really late. A lot of people get into boxing when they're like five or six years old. Mm-hmm. You know, their parents take them there just for something to do. Whereas I, at that time, I was like doing performing arts, etc. So. I, you know, got into my full-time career. And then my colleague just took me to a boxing class one day just because in PR, anyone that works in public relations, marketing, advertising, it's a very stressful environment. It, is. <laughs> it really is. You basically work 24 hours a day, You're mm-hmm. always on call. It's insane, especially if you work agency side where you look after multiple clients. It's always it's I can always imagine. Because
0: looking after one brand takes my life yes. out of me. So I can't <laughs> imagine looking after multiple. Oh my gosh.
1: And I think at the time I was working across... I was working across Nivea, I was working across Userin, I was working across SO, I was working across maybe like five or six different brands. Wow. And so it was just mayhem all the time. Mm-hmm. And so my colleague was like, let's just do something different. Let's go to a boxing class. And at that time I was doing a lot of running anyway. So I just needed something to shake up the routine. Yeah. And because we were we were working so late, we weren't able to get to the gym as much as we wanted to. So we, one day we're just like, we're just gonna go. Um, and so, yeah, I went to this boxing class at a gym in Brixton called Affawi. It's mm. also an amateur club, but they do, you know, boxer size type stuff. I went there and I was like, this is amazing. Wow.
0: Um,
1: my friend then left the country with her now husband. Yeah. They moved to France. So I didn't go again just because, you know, like sometimes if somebody takes you somewhere, you don't want to go back without them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I moved jobs, fast forward to, let's say, 2018. I then um, went to Gym Box, which is one of those fancy city type gyms. You know, it's a big franchise and they do these amazing boxing classes. And I met my then coach who basically was like, you've got like real talent. You know, you should try and take this serious. So I went down the whole white collar route just to see if I actually wanted to be getting punched in the face regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I had one white collar fight and I was gonna have another just, you know, just for fun because I was raising money as well for charity. And then um, everyone's like, no, you need to join the amateur circuit. And one of my really good friends, he took me to his club, which is Double Jab in uh, southeast London. And they were like, you can't come here unless you have your license because you're basically coming, you're sparring, Mm -hmm. which is basically when you're practicing, you know, fighting and stuff. Um, And they were like, you can't come here unless you actually have your license because, you know, everyone is insured. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to have to take this leap. And I did, yeah. and um, I never looked back from there, and everything was really fast-tracked, and yeah, here I am today.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So what was it like getting punched in the face for like the first oh time? Oh my gosh, you know what? Everyone always <laughs> says to me, you're quite an athletic person. Did you get into any fights when you were in school? No, I did not. I was always the <laughs> mediator. Yeah. I literally was never the person that was fighting. And um, the first time I got punched in my face, I was like, wow. I remember because, um, so I'm a, I'm a welterweight, I'm in that category, which yeah. basically means I fight at, in the amateurs, it's 152 pounds, which is basically about 10, I like the late 10 stones bracket. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, or 69 kilos depending on which, which metric you like to use. Um, and so a lot of the boys in the gym were around my weight. Yeah. A lot of the girls were much, much lighter. So imagine I'm sparring all the boys and I'm getting punched in my face. Oh. I remember there was one day I was like, I don't think I'm cut out for this. I really like my nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like I really, I went into the change room after and I really had to look myself in the mirror, like, is this what I want to what do, I want my- <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And my parents so to this day are confused because yeah. they're like, why, you know, you have a career, why are you doing this? But honestly, the balance that boxing gives me is second to none. I literally love it, and I was already a you know into boxing, as in just as a fan. Yeah. You know, uh, my favorite fighter is Marvin Hagler. If anyone knows who he is, he's a, like know, one of the best middleweights ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it just gave me that balance, and it really keeps me mentally stable. And I really recommend anyone just to do it, even just for on a fitness level. I really recommend it because it gives you a different kind of drive. It gives you some kind of purpose and yeah. it just helps you. It just, it just helps me focus anyway. So do you know what? Everyone
0: says that yeah. I'm a really unfit person. Like I don't do anything, anything. <laughs> anything. Like, as I said, I just started learning how to run, yeah. not learning, but just like getting into mm-hmm. it. And it's so mentally, like there's so much you have to put into it Honestly. just to get your legs to move. And like, I don't look on fit no so you're in great shape actually (laughs) so i'm quite jealous i don't look on fit so i always thought that i'd just be good at it naturally and then when i started running i was like this takes so much mental discipline Mm -hmm. and that's kind of why why i wanted you here today because i feel like when it comes to you know building people wanting to build empires or build businesses Mm. they spend so much time building you know the physical aspects of it but the mental preparation that it takes is on another level and i think yeah From an athlete's perspective, it's definitely on another level, Mm. especially one that gets punched in the face Yeah, a
1: lot. A lot of people say that boxing literally is, the majority of it is a mental sport more than physical, because when you're in that ring, it is an individual sport. So it's me against somebody else, my opponent, and we have to outthink each other. So it's not so much about who's the strongest. Yeah, obviously, you know, your physical attributes play a part. How fit you are obviously will play a part, but... You know, it's who can outthink each other, find those openings. You know, trick people, trick them. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what actually will help you win a fight. And luckily for me, you know, I had really good coaches around me who have built up my, you know, meant my IQ, my boxing Mm -hmm. IQ. And yeah, I've managed to stay undefeated. I've managed to achieve a lot for myself. But to me, it's not even enough. A lot of people be like, "Oh my gosh, you've done this, you've done that," but. To me, it's it's not enough. I'm just looking. I win something, and I'm on to the next thing, you know. Yeah. So, and also, it's not about how. It's not about you winning. It's about how you win as well. Of course. So, if if my performance on the day wasn't fantastic. I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do to apply for the next fight, so. I like
0: that, because then it's not even just a competition with the other person's competition in
1: yourself. For me, it's nothing to do with the other person, actually. I I really don't care about who the other person is. Mm -hmm. I really don't focus on my opponent at all. A lot of the time in tournaments, you'll see who's on the list about, you know, who's entered the competition. I don't really care who they are. You know, we <laughs> probably all know each other. Yeah. Um, and I respect everybody. Of course. I don't have any problems with any, any, you know, like a lot of the time in sports, it, there's always some kind of drama, mm-hmm. especially me, in boxing. Yeah, yeah there's lots of beef. Beef. Yeah, lots of beef. <laughs> i really don't care it's for me it's about what i can do so i never train for one particular opponent i'm training for everybody yeah and what i can do to get the best out of me because it isn't one size fits all it's literally you have to focus on yourself of course to get the best out of you know yourself and yeah that's how i look at it to be honest
0: so what does your day look like like with training and with work like balancing both where do i begin okay so (laughs) i usually
1: wake up early in the morning around 6 30. Mm -hmm. um i'm an actual early bird anyway so this wasn't like painful so I wake up about 6.30, go, I have a session. So depending on the day, it's either a run, so I could be doing a 5K. Because I am in the amateurs, we do shorter rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do m- shorter type runs most of the time. So I'll do either a 5K or I'll do maybe some strength and conditioning. Then I'll, you know, set up for work as we're working from home now. Yep. Um, log on, you know. And then I work throughout the day um sometimes in the middle of the day i'll try and go for a walk just to keep myself a little bit active because sitting down all day really isn't good for you and then in the evening i usually will have training so that's usually the boxing stuff that i do in the evening Mm -hmm. so that could be sparring it could be um you know technical work it could be bag work it it just depends on you know what the day is and what our trainers have in mind for us so that's literally me monday to saturday often Mm -hmm. um now that you know we're kind of out of competition season because of covid um you know, we're not training as hard, but we're still getting the work in for sure. So I'm still doing maybe like eight sessions a week, to be honest. Wow. Yeah.
0: So what did it take? Cause you said it was your friend taking you to the club. Mm. What was it that kind of brought you from, you know, visiting the club like mentally mm. to becoming ready on a championship level?
1: Wow. Um, it took a lot of self-belief. It was, do you know what? When I was younger, I did taekwondo. Mm when I was in secondary school and I gave it up because I was doing so many other things and I felt like I couldn't focus on taekwondo I was enjoying doing like performing arts for example much better and um when I joined boxing later on in life then I thought you know what this is something I want to see through Mm -hmm. so if I'm going to do it I have to do it properly I can't do anything half-hearted yes (laughs) and so when I joined um the amateur system I was like this happened by chance i literally could have if you told me this five years ago i would have laughed in your face <laughs> but i said if i'm gonna do it i have to do it properly
0: yeah
1: just on a pride level and just because i want i want to see it through mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i've worked so hard in pr to get to where i am so if i'm gonna join the amateurs then i'm gonna do it properly too so yeah it's just yeah having a good team around me as well you know the coaches at the gyms that i've trained at they've been really supportive and um Yeah, it takes somebody to put a battery in your back, but also you have to really just believe in yourself too. Of course. And getting yourself, um, you know, championship ready, it's not a joke. Like, a lot goes into it. You have to sacrifice a lot. You know, there's a lot of friends' birthdays that I don't go to. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people I just don't see. A lot of people I don't communicate with anymore. And it's not a personal thing. It's just because I don't have the time I, yes. I cannot focus on other people and a lot of people that have side hustles that you know it's the same they understand yeah they yeah. understand you just don't have the time anymore mm-hmm. to focus on other things um and all those all that socializing for an athlete really just goes out the window it to be honest. Yeah. yeah so yeah it's just all those things you have to really think about what's important and then sacrifice and then when you get to the end goal for me the end goal the post just moves
0: more and more and
1: more it keeps going yeah, yeah. it keeps going but yeah and then that kind of gets you ready for the next step to be honest wow
0: yeah so how long have you actually been boxing for so i've
1: been competing for um i've had two seasons of uh, competing so mm-hmm. yeah for the past two years i would say i've been boxing yeah wow
0: i like that you said it takes so much sacrifice because mm. i feel like people want to win it all
1: but they don't want to give everything right. to get there and in in sport there is honestly there's no shortcuts there's
0: none like you cannot fake
1: you cannot like if you do not do your sprints yep when you go to training you'll be able to tell that that person did not do his or her sprints because they are fading in the ring yep if you don't do your you know your strength and conditioning you can see that the other person, like you know, there's 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 no shortcuts. Yeah. And for me, I cannot go. I cannot come and kill myself. <laughs> you know, like yeah. in boxing, it is really a life or death sport. You can go to training and come out with an injury. You know, mm-hmm. there's been so many times where I've had injuries just from you know maybe not wrapping my hands properly because I was in a rush because I was running late or you yeah. know all those kind of things. So again, you just have to take it so serious. Yeah. Um. And for something where people, you know, break their noses broken ribs i mean the first bout that i had i broke the girl's ribs literally so it's like it's not a joke what did that
0: feel like did it feel powerful
1: um i just felt really bad (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna lie i felt i felt terrible and i I was just when i got home i was just praying that she'd have a speedy recovery because of course you want to hurt the other person it is the hurt business (coughs) as they call it but you don't actually want to see somebody no no of course
0: But at the same time, because of the type of sport that it is, it's like do You die. have to have that. Yeah, it's you either you hurt them or it, they hurt right, you. Right, exactly. So wow. I was like, well, let's go.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's, it's something that you have to take seriously. And I'm not trying to have a disfigured face. Um, also, getting punched in the head, you know, concussions are real. Of course. Um, and it's not just in boxing. It's in any kind of contact sport. You know, rugby, you hear about stories all the time. Yep. And so I just make sure that I do everything I can to make sure I prepare for what I'm about to do that day in training or in competition or whatever. So, yeah.
0: What did your first win feel like?
1: It was amazing. Do you know what? It was um it was a very last minute one which mm-hmm. you'll find in boxing in the amateur system sometimes you can get a phone call oh there's a there's a fight for you this weekend just make sure you're on weight mm-hmm. luckily for me i was I, I walk around at my fight weight to be honest just because i don't like <laughs> having to do the whole weight drain yeah. thing <laughs> um so yeah i got a phone call maybe on like the tuesday they were like oh there's a fight for you on sunday I said cool fine who is she um yeah is she left-handed or right-handed and that was it, to be honest. Yeah. And it was an away fight. So it was on the girl's home show. So we traveled to some random part of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, everything was against me. Literally, you know, I got there. I could feel the hostility. This girl, you know, it was all her friends, her family, her daughter was there. Yeah. And um, when I got in there, I was like, Do you know, what? I don't even care because there's no pressure on me. It's no. more pressure on her, yeah, to Yeah, because be you're coming to I'm her. I'm coming to her, her too. To to <laughs> to yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And so when we got in and I won the, I won the fight and literally like less than a minute or something. Wow! I just was like, yes, this is what I... You know, winning yeah. is amazing. And this is something... You know, it's just the whole feeling, the build-up, the nerves, mm-hmm. getting in there, you know, everything that you've been learning in the gym, putting it into, you know, practice. It just felt amazing. I thought, this is definitely something that I want to do. And so, I, to be honest, I didn't take the amateurs serious. When I had that fight, I was like, yeah, I have to... I, I'm going to definitely try and do as much as I can to get the most out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's
1: just, it's a mad situation. Like I could not have predicted this. No. I do not come from a boxing family. A lot of the girls that I'm in against you know, they've been doing it their whole lives and I don't have that background. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, some people in, in sport, you know, they had to do sport because they didn't have any other options in life. I didn't have to do it. Like I literally chose it. And um, it just makes me go harder to be honest.
0: Do you ever get imposter syndrome with that? The fact that you said you started later on?
1: No, do you know what? No, it's more, a lot of people say to me, oh, like, because I am 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I, oh, literally, wow. I just turned 30 like oh the God. other day. But um, yeah, um, a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're that age. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, I started late, but I don't really see it as a negative. I see it as a positive because no. A, I don't have the same wear and tear that a lot of these people have. Sometimes when you've been doing something for a really long time, you lose the drive and the motivation. 100%. You know, a lot of time, it's like when I did taekwondo, for example, it was forced on me. My mom was like, I really want you to do some kind of sport as well as all your other extracurricular Mm activities. So, and that's why I gave it up because I wasn't interested anymore. Yeah. But I literally chose it. And so um, it just makes me just go as hard as I can. I don't really feel any disadvantages at all, to be honest. I've got my woman strength. Um, I'm strong naturally as well. So I just, yeah, I I don't, feel any type of way I just feel like this is my time
0: so how does it feel after I don't know if because you said you undefeated so I want to know yeah. have you ever lost any no 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 it's no so you don't know what that feeling feels like no nope. oh wow that and must you, be amazing the, the kind
1: of household I come from uh, So <laughs> yeah. I'm, my heritage is Ghanaian okay Um, losing is not an option <laughs> but that being said you know like if I was to take a loss wouldn't be the end of the world as long as yeah. I learn from it and that's the thing even in winning I'm learning from every single fight yeah even in the gym when I'm sparring if I have a bad spar, I'm learning from it if I have a good spar, I'm learning from it yeah so that's the most important thing for me so losing is not the end of the world but I just don't know what that feels like i like that million. i
0: like that because um i was i have this book i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's called ego is the enemy no and it speaks about how when you start to win there's like one chapter where it speaks about when you start to win too early mm. you kind of get comfortable mm. and you stop seeing yourself as a student and you never want to learn anymore mm. so it's important that no matter how many wins you continue yeah. to have you continue you keep seeing it as a learning curve like as you said before yeah, the competition no. is yourself
1: i literally like i'm not Getting complacent Mm -hmm. at all, um, because I have so much more to learn. Because to be honest, because I started so late, I, I, you know, I still have that rawness, yeah. You know, there's I'm not as probably as refined and polished as a lot of people who maybe have been doing it for 15 20 years, yeah. So, yeah, I still have loads to learn, and I will continue to learn for as you know, as long as I do this for, and I just don't ever. I never think, oh my gosh, I'm undefeated, you know? Mm -hmm. No, because (laughs) the kind of gym, Repton Boxing Gym is one of the most prestigious gyms in the country. People overseas have heard about that gym because it's literally a gym of champions. When you go into that gym, nobody cares if you are a national champion. Nobody cares if you, you, like nobody cares about any of your accolades Mm -hmm. because everyone is there to fight. So... It's one of those ones where it really, really humbles you. And I didn't go in there anyway thinking I was, you know, the bee's knees. I went in there thinking this is the place for me to learn. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing ever since I stepped into that gym. And I really recommend anybody that wants to progress as a person, just step out of your comfort zone. Of course. You know, because going into that kind of environment is intimidating. You walk in there and everyone's like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it drives you. And it makes I think, you want to work harder. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. And every time you go in there, it's me against... Me against me, first of all, but also when we're doing circuits at the end of the session, everyone is like, let's go, let's go, mm-hmm. because everyone wants to be a better person. Of course. So it's not, it's not just about fitness, it's about your mental fortitude.
0: Yeah. It's like that saying, I don't know if you've heard it before, but if you're the s- the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. yeah so in yeah. this case, it's like, if you're nah. the fittest person in the room. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, it's about everybody's trying to just better themselves. Yeah. And, so, and I love that. That's why i chose this sport to mm-hmm. be honest and it's just changed me as a person i feel way more grounded i feel my temperament is way more calm i can imagine um, you get it all out in the gym yeah literally <laughs> and so it just, and also it just gives me that balance with work as well if i have a stressful day at work i'm like cool that's mm-hmm. okay because i'm going training later so yeah. i'm about to let, let these hands go on somebody else <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
0: What's your, what advice would you give to someone like me who Mm. (laughs) would like to kind of like take their, their first step
1: into fitness, Mm. but don't know, doesn't know where to begin
0: or it's just like, (laughs) bro,
1: it's, you know what? I'll be honest. So when I first got into fitness, it was because I was massively overweight, Mm -hmm. um, And I just literally just woke up one day and was like, I just want to lose this weight. Not that I was uncomfortable before, because I still thought I was flying. (laughs) But I just thought, I just want to lose this weight. And so I just literally went to the gym. It was intimidating. And I just stuck at it. I just think that you have to... I think everyone has some kind of breaking point. So you wake up one day or... You know, maybe something doesn't fit or you don't like the way you look in something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And you just have to take that first step. Yeah. It's not about thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to do X, Y, Z by this time. I think you just need to take the first step mm-hmm. and then you can, you know, OK, this is the next thing I need to do. This is the next thing I want to try. I'm going to try going. Maybe I'm going to try going for a run, for example, twice a week. Yeah, Start that twice a week and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. Because the world of fitness is scary. I mean, you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, and there's all these, you know, people that look amazing, but you don't know what yeah. they're going through in their no. in their mind. Yeah. So I just think every you just have to do things for yourself and not worry about what you're seeing online or what you're seeing in magazines and just take that first leap of faith and yeah. then take it from there. You know? And mm-hmm. then also you need people around you who will also encourage you because you can be mentally strong, but if you don't have the right people around you, it's you really hard. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, when I first lost weight. You know, I was, I still had, I mean, I still have the same friends now, but we will go out and, you know, somebody will order a burger and I'm looking at them like, damn. (laughs) You have to do that right now? Yeah, yeah. But you know, as time has gone on now, a lot of the time we'll pick places that are more healthy. So yeah. they can have a burger, but at least I can definitely get a salad 100%. or I can get chicken breast, do you, yeah. know, what, do you know what I mean? So yeah. you just have to make sure you have the right type of understanding friends or family around you. Even when I go to my parents' house, if they're cooking Sunday lunch, my mum will definitely do an option for me. Yeah, And um, it just helps you on that journey because there will be so many times where you will fall. So 100%. many times. and. Um, Getting up to go on that run in the mornings, honestly, it's not a joke. <laughs> you were saying how you know you've been, you're, you're starting that <sighs> running journey, and especially in the winter when it's cold, you're looking outside, it's dark. Your you bed's warm. Yeah, and just you like, want to go. Oh,
0: like if I go today, is it really going to exactly. make a difference? <laughs> right.
1: But actually, you don't know what that can do to set up your day. 100%.
0: Because you know? when you do it, I remember the one time I did do it. Mm. I was telling everyone. I called everyone that day. I was like, I had run this morning. Right. I feel great. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and even if the run, maybe you didn't go as fast as you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't run as far as you wanted to go. You wanted to run, but. You did it. Yeah. And that's the main, that's what I'm saying. Just take that first step, that leap of faith, and then, you know, take it from there. 100%. You know? So, yeah, it's it's tough though. I won't lie to you. It's tough. It's, it's really tough. Yeah. yeah As yeah. in, like,
0: it's one of those things because I'm really good at doing things. Mm. Like, obviously, with this podcast, I'm always the one saying, oh, you guys should take the
1: first step. Just yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. do it. But with
0: fitness, that's, I think that's definitely going to be my biggest challenge. Mm. But I'm, I'm just, des- I'm determined to get there. That's so. the thing. Like,
1: everybody's got their, you know, what their kind of nervous about like for me, I -hmm. have friends that have their own businesses and I'm like, I could never start a business. (laughs) Yeah. Like a lot of people when I got into P a lot of people like, We see you opening your own consultancy. And that was never a goal of mine. And I I feel fine to say that because Yeah it's a stressful life. It is. It
0: really is. And I find it really nice that you say that because I think especially right now we're in a very entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. culture where it's very glamorized, like, oh no one needs a nine-to-five everyone right. should start their own business right. but it's like right. so if it's everyone starts and if everyone starts their own business <laughs> who, who are you going to employ yeah, it's true That's and i think it's really nice to know exactly what your goals are and not be swayed by what's happening around you especially mm. on social media because mm-hmm. it's so easy to see everyone saying oh i just got my own office yeah. or but blah blah, people blah don't know
1: what comes with you know the exactly. life. like for example you have to invoice somebody those invoices aren't getting paid a lot of the time. You're chasing lot, people oh for your God. for your bag, yep. right? So people don't understand what comes with being a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have supplies that let you down, or you know, like people don't understand that. So people want to rush into oh, I'm starting my own business, which is yep. amazing. Go for like that's I really commend anyone that does it. But for me personally, that's not something that I would want to do right now, especially because I'm balancing a you know a se- like a senior position in yeah. a job with like being an elite athlete, yeah, you know? So that's not my path. And I really believe that maybe in 10 years time it will be, but at the moment I know what- you focus f- I'm is. Fo- yeah, yeah, exactly. And I yeah. think everyone should just not be, sw- yes, as you said, don't be swayed by what everyone else is doing. Literally just think, is this for me? Exactly. <laughs> Rather than just jumping into it and you're like, oh damn, literally, how am I going to pay the bills? <laughs>
0: you know? A hundred percent. And again, people, I like take that leap early where they're just like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and start my own thing. And it's just like, right. I've been so I started in social media as an influencer, and I started mm. my YouTube channel back in 2014. Mm. It's 2020, and I probably didn't start getting paid until 2018. That's four to six years wow. before I saw a dime.
1: grinding
0: exactly. So it takes that grit between knowing what you want, mm. knowing what's for you, and mm. thinking that okay, you can see this through. Like if a penny doesn't come from this, mm. I'll still be able to see it through. Mm, yeah. What do your parents think of your boxing?
1: They um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At first they were like, oh, she's doing it for a hobby. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And to be honest, at first I was. And yeah. then when I started winning, they, they were traveling to Oxford, Bournemouth, wherever to see me fight. That's nice. They were like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. This is a re- really serious environment. Like she's getting her, you know, vitals checked after a fight. Just, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, um, my dad, he really tries to come to every fight that I have. He's very supportive. But deep down, they're like, we don't want our daughters to be getting punched in the face. Of course. Um, and I always say, but my brother did rugby and you weren't <laughs> really onto him. But yeah, I think they're just thinking, why she's got a very good job and then she's jumping into this very dangerous sport yeah. But I think they understand that it's something I'm doing for myself. And it genuinely makes me happy. And I think as a parent, all you can do is support your child if they're doing something that genuinely makes them a better person. Of course. Um, And so they're with it now. They know that I'm not going to be doing it forever because boxing or combat sports, period, Mm -hmm. it's a short span of, you know, that you're going to be doing it for. Especially now that I'm in, you know, I've just turned 30. I'm not going to be a 40 year old person getting punched in the face. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. So, um, yeah. Yeah, like they are supportive. And, you know, but I know deep down that they're just praying that i hang up my gloves. <laughs> you it's know, time. I'll be real. But yeah, they—they, yeah. they, my family, all, my, you know, my brother, everyone, they just want me to be happy. So yeah. that's the bottom line. You actually raised
0: my next point. You just said that um, when your brother was playing rugby, they didn't have the same mm. type of, I don't want my daughter to be getting punched in the mm. face. So I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly because my boyfriend coached me before this. He was like, okay, she's a boxer. You need to know this, 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 <laughs> and this. But um, there was a fight recently with Katie Taylor yes, and she was fighting pers- for, yeah.
1: yes, undisputed titles. Yes.
0: Yeah. And there was also a fight with Dillian White. Yes. And, um,
1: Alexander Povetkin. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so their fight was on the same night as Katie Taylor's and yeah. the headlining fight was basically Dillian White. Yeah. Do you feel like female boxing is always undermined? Even though that fight was just as important because
1: she was fighting for undisputed belts. I mean, her fight was more important if anything, because she had all her belts on the line. Yep. Um, yes, this is a conversation that it's an age old conversation to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like Katie Taylor have definitely paved the way for women's boxing. Yep. Um, I mean, she's an Olympic gold medalist, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she's done so much under that Matchroom. So she, her promotional company is Matchroom and um, they've helped her basically build her profile, get to the stage that she's at. She's mm-hmm. a two weight world champion and I really commend her for everything that she's done. And But right now, I think because women are like, we can't be undermined anymore. Yeah. So everyone's pushing for you know, getting on those big stages. And that fight card that you're talking about, basically, Matchroom Boxing had four fights that month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like every weekend for the whole of August. And there were women fights on all of those cards. And it's just amazing because I was more interested in the female fights because yeah. I feel like the females, because we feel like we have been undermined and people don't care about us, we go harder in the yeah. ring. So we're trying, we're really fighting hell and lever really just mm-hmm. to get our point across. And all of the fights were amazing to be honest. And those are a lot of, like I watch a lot of boxing YouTube channels and a lot of the fights that were talked about were the female fights because they were so entertaining and i think that it's amazing that we're now able to bring entertaining fights to the masses yeah especially like katie taylor she was on a pay-per-view card you know and it's just amazing how people are actually paying attention so Mm -hmm. yeah she's actually got another fight confirmed for november so and that would again her belts will be on the line for that so it's just it's you know we're doing a lot at the moment and you, we can't be denied, of and course. that's why I think I came in. A lot of people say you came into it at, at the perfect time because a lot of women they get into boxing late as well. Okay. Um, Kaye Taylor, I think she's even thirty six, but she's been doing it her whole life. To be fair, yeah. So. But um, I can, I've come into it at the right time because we're getting a lot more publicity. People are paying more attention. Of course, yeah. you're gonna have people. I mean, even in the gym, sometimes a lot of the older guys will be like, "Why is this girl even boxing?" Mm. You know, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people are paying attention to us now. Of course. We will never be paid, as in, let's say, sorry, I take that back. Not that we will never will be, but at the moment we're not getting paid
0: the same. As
1: mo- the same as, you know, what the men are. But hopefully we're pushing towards that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can only hope for more. So and loud. I really think that the next two three years will be pivotal for us yeah for sure I especially mean, in the pro game anyway of course because yeah. I think
0: I mean if you're so loud they can't ignore you there's exactly. gonna come a time where there's a there's a changing point
1: and the talent a lot of the talent is amazing like yeah. Katie Taylor you know she her, her accolades speak for itself yeah. you don't win gold medals if you don't have talent of course and a lot of women do have talent we just haven't had the platform to show it yeah and I think Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing are doing a lot um, just to show that you yeah. know we can fight like and it's not just you know we're swinging as in we can box we can defend mm-hmm. we can actually do everything that these guys do um and which is why i love training with a lot of boys as well because a lot of them will be like probably before mm-hmm. they'd be like oh we don't really care about girls box you know we don't really want to chain with the girls but now in my gym everyone trains together you will spar together yeah there's no you know gender You know, none none of that. Everyone's doing the same thing. They don't care if you're not as strong as the boys. You're still doing the same amount of push-ups.
0: Wow. And yeah, yeah,
1: and it makes us better as females. Of course. Yeah, no, 100%. I train, I'll be honest, I I spar with boys most of the time. And when I get in the ring with these girls, I'm like... You have nothing on the boys that I've been training with in the gym, okay? <laughs> so yeah, I think I do think that female boxing is on the rise and I'm really glad to be a part of it at this moment for sure. That's so nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanna
0: talk about your PR career. Cause now you're in a senior role. What was your journey into PR like?
1: So I studied a journalism degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was freelancing as a journalist, I did some things at like Cosmopolitan, Telegraph. Mm. Then I realised actually this is not gonna get me rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like money, um, not that PR does, but mm-hmm. I just thought that PR was more varied and it was more suited to all my sort of talents. Yeah, it was more creative. You could do more things, um, and so yeah, I just applied for an internship at a company called Porta Novelli, which is one of the biggest PR companies in the world. Oh wow! At the time, they had like ninety-five offices. Yeah. So I thought this is a great network to be a part of. Of course and so yes, started side there is an intern and then, wait hold on pause, pause. pause. Mm.
0: so you just said it was one of the biggest companies in the world mm. and you just applied there and
1: yeah like i literally just applied yeah. like i just uh, i think i just emailed somebody yeah um because it wasn't like an internship role available i just no. emailed somebody i was like oh i'm really keen to get my foot into the pr world yeah um and they were like okay coming for an interview so i met with the former boss and um the hr manager yeah and I was just like, yeah, I come from a journalism background, but I actually want to transition into PR, which is not uncommon. A lot of people study journalism degrees or do some yeah. kind of journalism and jump into PR, vice versa. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, well, let's see what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I literally started there. I was green. I didn't I mean I didn't really know about PR to be honest. Yeah. I didn't really get what earned media was versus sort of media buying or anything, you know, I didn't understand yeah. any of those kind of all that language. I literally learned on the job and it took a lot of grit because it's a very competitive environment. Of course. And, um, yeah, I was working on really big brands straight away across different networks, across different markets. So it was, it was a really great learning experience for me and I quickly progressed in that role. Um, I became like a media specialist. And then after I left that company, maybe two years later, then I've just kind of grown. And the reason why I stuck agency side is because, you work on, on different brands, so, yeah. I mean, some some PR companies will have niches, so they'll work specifically on sport, yeah. or they'll work on, I don't know, cars, but um, luckily the companies that I've been at, you've been I've been able to basically work on different things. So yeah. I've had that varied experience, where I've yeah. worked on small projects, and I've worked on massive brands, big corporations, and yeah, here I am today, like an account director, and it's definitely mm. was on the vision board. And I'm just blessed to be in this position, to be honest. Just going after it. I like yeah, it. No, honestly. Yeah. I, because for me, I'm never, ever satisfied. Yeah. And um, even if I get to this position, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what are we doing next? That's me. Yeah. And which is also, it's a blessing and a curse because I get a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not working hard enough or, you know, I need to do this. But yeah. it's 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 just, um I'm just blessed to be able to be in this position right now. It's a lot of... um. Hard work and pressure that goes into it, yeah. and you know it just takes a lot of balance. It's a it's a serious balancing act that I have to do. Of course, I have multiple to do lists every day. I can imagine, <laughs> um, and I never switch off. Yeah, but um I can't complain.
0: What keeps you balanced in that day? Hmm.
1: <laughs> what keeps me balanced? To be honest, it's just I don't I don't really know. Yeah, boxing is the thing that just keeps me balanced. Yeah. If I didn't have boxing, I don't know. I would have to find something else. To c- keep you there. Yeah. I yeah. just can't. I can't just do one thing. Mm-hmm. I would have to have, like, you know, whether it's playing music, like playing the piano in the, in the evenings, I would have to have something else just yeah. to keep me balanced. Because PR is definitely a demanding industry. 100%. And um, a lot of people that work in PR marketing, any kind of comms, yeah. you'll find that you get sucked in because you just wanna, it's, you know, there's always something happening. Yeah. Um, and I definitely recommend that anyone that works in the comms industry have something else that you're doing just because it will help. I think it helps you become a better person in your day job as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So what
0: would you say were the qualities that helped you progress quickly in your
1: internship? Okay, so um, being indisposable. Yeah. I put my hand up for everything. I was like, okay, you need this done? Cool, let's do it. You need me to write this press release. I'm going to try. I might not it might not be standard that we need it to, but I'm yeah. going to try. Or I just tried to help with everything, and that actually was better for me because if I was already looking at budgets when I was super super junior, mm-hmm. um, maybe I wasn't understanding, you know, what kind of metrics I needed to put in. But I was looking at those documents. So when I got more senior, I was like, oh, I've seen these before. I know how to kind of how many hours I need to allocate to this person, yeah. or you know, those kind of things. So being indisposable, um, accepting that you need to ask for help if you need to ask for help. Yep. Also, um, just being just being humble because at the end of the day you can't get everything right. Yeah. And, um, you know, somebody like me, who's always striving for more. So I'd beat myself up like, Oh, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you just need to take a step back and be like, I am I'm, I'm, might not get this right first time, second time, but I'm just going to keep trying. yeah. So yeah, those are definitely the things that I would say helped me progress for mm-hmm. sure. And then also as well, just trying different things and then figuring out what sticks. So I was really good at the media relations part of the, of pr yeah um and so that's kind of why i went into that as a specialism and then i realized actually i'm not as interested in this part anymore so i'm going to move into maybe more project management you know yeah. like it's trying different things and then accepting that you have to adapt 100%. you know adapting is so important in not even just PR, like period you have yeah. to adapt and one thing even just being through this lockdown has showed me that you have to adapt yep. Yep. so um because businesses have changed the landscape has changed um and just yeah, yeah, being fluid is what will help you. To be honest, yeah,
0: get I like that. I feel like when you said that you were specializing, you're, d- you're a media specialist, mm. and then deciding that you wanted to move away from that because you just genuinely didn't mm. care for it yeah. as much. I think people can get so comfortable in one position mm-hmm. that they're scared to move because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what if I'm not as good? What if I don't make as much? Mm-hmm. But being able to, as you said, adapt and just take that leap when necessary, yeah, it helps. It forces you to grow. Yeah, because uh, there's points where like you might be in a role for so long that you're just like, oh, like. It's so much effort to go to it. Yeah, exactly.
1: You get stagnant. And then that's when you start to not enjoy what you're doing anymore. Yes. And for me, I cannot just be going to work, just be going to work. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. money is like... I don't know, This everyone has d- different drivers. So some people it's money, some people it's happiness. For me, I just need a hybrid of both. Yeah. And um, at the time, as a junior, you're you're making peanuts, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to, I need to be doing things that I'm actually enjoying. If yeah. I'm going to be making no money, I need you to- You might as well enjoy me- it, right? <laughs> but then yeah. funny enough, then I went through the stage where, okay, I'm making a bit more money. Maybe I'm not enjoying this, but I'm learning a lot. Yeah. And then now i'm at the point where okay i'm making you know good money um, mm-hmm. as a senior person as an account lead and i'm actually working on brands that i actually enjoy yeah so it is finding that but I, in a year's time my vision will probably change again yeah and that's okay that's
0: okay yeah i like that like you're
1: not stuck you can move you yeah. can adapt you can change you can grow yeah. I like yeah and um that's one thing that i think everybody has to really think about it's just being able to take that leap. I talk about, I've said it a lot, take that leap of faith. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is scary, but you have to try different things. You really do. Yeah.
0: Would you say you reflect a lot on yourself? Like you're quite... Yes, definitely. I think I can see that because I think sometimes... I don't know it's very easy to get into the process of just like waking up going to work
1: mm. doing what you need to do mm.
0: but to be able to say okay I'm at the point where this is what I need to do next or I'm at the point where this is what I need to do next it takes a lot of self-reflection yeah
1: I do self-reflect a lot I am my biggest critic yeah I, I am also my biggest champion and um as I said yeah it's a blessing and a curse but I think being a spiritual person has helped me get through it so yeah. I pray a lot I meditate a lot you know, even when I'm running, I'm always thinking. You know, I'm 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 a very reflective person. Yeah. Um. And I think I love that about myself, to be honest, because it just keeps me going forward. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah. It's just it's hard work at the same time. <laughs> no, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lo- it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to handle, but I wouldn't change it to be honest. No. Yeah. So
0: if you were to look back and tell your younger self five things, mm. what would you say?
1: Uh, Be adaptable. Mm -hmm. Um, Be more... uh, Yeah, be adaptable and agile. Second thing is don't be too scared to try new things. Because definitely when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Um, Realize that sometimes plan A isn't the best plan. Um, What's the fourth thing? Definitely communicate with other people. Because I think that a lot of the time we're scared to express our emotions. So if we're worried about something, for example, work related, personally related, sometimes we're scared to express it, and that's something that I was always scared to do. So I think, but speaking to people about things actually help. For example, I just related to like boxing. You know, sometimes I might be like, oh, I'm struggling to. I don't know on my footwork for example this isn't it but I'm just giving you an example mm-hmm. I'm struggling on my footwork to my coach you know how do I improve it you know sometimes you just need to voice what's bothering you and I yeah. think that as a younger person sometimes we're like too bogged down in just trying to be hard or you know yeah. we don't Look want the it. best yeah, yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you about one of them that you said before. You said sometimes plan A isn't always the best plan. Mm. I want to dig into that a bit more. I yeah. like
1: Yeah, so I am a plan-driven person. Like yeah. I said, I always have to-do lists, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll have this big plan and I'm like, it has to go this way. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes that's not the best option for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I say this to people all the time. Like my brother, for example, he was applying for jobs recently. Um, and I was saying to him, if you don't get this job, maybe that wasn't for you i yeah. really believe that like god is actually sending you a message like that, that job wasn't mm-hmm. for you Say to someone girls if they've got boy trouble if this guy's acting up see you later he's <laughs> not for you yeah you know? and so sometimes plan a is not the best plan sometimes plan b plan c maybe even plan d might actually be the more viable plan yeah. in the long run mm-hmm. um and so that's something i definitely learned definitely definitely learned yeah. yeah how about i ask you a question go for it how did you how do you, how do you balance yeah. doing so many different things? Because for me, it's just boxing and working in PR, but you're, you've are you got a lot of different hats. I cry a lot. Okay. Which <laughs> is a good thing as well. It is. It goes back to me, talk, me saying, you know, about the emotional aspect. You mm-hmm. know, some people, I was always scared to cry because my dad had never really seen him cry. And, yeah. You know, so that's good that you are emotionally.
0: Yeah. Stressed. I think, I don't know. I think also i plan a lot like there's a lot mm. of things that i want to do and the type of person that i want to be in 10 years time mm. um i want to make sure that i'm doing everything that i can now mm-hmm. to make sure that she gets everything she deserves mm. and i think i'd be doing a disservice by having these ideas and not going after them mm. so i think for me it's just knowing that this is exactly what i want let me just try out now yeah. because i'm never gonna i'm not gonna be so like I'm never going to be as free as I am now. Yes. So this is as much time
1: as I'll ever have. That's a, that's a fantastic point. I say this <laughs> to my girls all the time. I say, ladies, we do not have children. Yeah. Pick up everyone that has kids because yeah. my older brother has four girls oh, and wow. he's really going through it. Yeah, they were oh. really close in age too. Anyway, oh God. <laughs> but I say, you know, we don't have children. So if we're going to do something, let's go for it and now, mm-hmm. you know, like, and even if you do have a child, working your way around it of course it's, it's obviously easier said than done but no yeah there's always going to be some everyone's going through something yep you know so it's about working around what, whatever your something is to yeah be fair. yeah like what would you be trying to do in five years
0: what does my life look like in five years um do you know what everything that i'm doing now but on a bigger scale so okay. i'm a social media exec now mm. i'd like to be a social media manager ahead of social mm-hmm. um i have a podcast now mm-hmm. i'd like to be a bigger podcast mm-hmm. with a sponsor, mm. um, being on an influencer with YouTube, I'd like to be working with bigger brands mm-hmm. with longer s- sponsorship deals. Mm. So it's just like it's literally just this projected, Elevated. and because oh. I know exactly what it is that I want, then it's just like okay, if I keep doing this, yeah. it's only going to grow. Because yeah. back in the day when I started, none of this was possible, mm. and now I've, that I've seen the seeds that I've planted mm. grow, I'm just like, it's going to turn into an oak tree next if I just keep going. And you know what?
1: You have an advantage because you already work as in your other hustle is working yep. with a brand as in you know so yeah you understand that what goes into it exactly what brands are looking for etc what kind of you know budgets they play with all yep. that kind of stuff. so you can apply that to your passion exactly
0: body, which it's, you know yeah.
1: is a benefit for you because some people they come into it uh, you know as me working on the pr side a lot of time we work with influencers and they don't really have any idea about what they're trying to do, like what kind of content they need to create, what, yep. they, what brands look for out of content. Exactly. Even sometimes get media kits and they don't really have the information that we're looking for, but you work on both sides. So yes. it's like you understand it. Yeah. Um, and so that's a benefit, to be honest. You've it's got really helped. <laughs> it's really, really helped because
0: yeah. to be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't sure that I wanted to work in social. I was just like, oh, like I already do so much of it. Mm. But, I had so many ideas and mm. I was genuinely good at it. And I think it was one of those things that I just had a grace for. Mm. And I was just like, instead of trying to make my life harder mm. by doing something that I don't care for, just for the sake of it, why not do something I'm actually good at? Yeah. So when I started and it just like, you know, oh, I think I'm good at it. I yeah, uh, yeah, do okay yeah. at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I realized that, okay, like I'm doing so well at this and everything that I'm learning, it's literally pouring into something else. So mm-hmm. the, even the podcast, this and my other side. So there's a reason why I'm here because mm. it's helping to develop everything else. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah. even starting
1: your own podcast is not a joke. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> like,
0: do you know what? It's so nerve wracking like meeting people for the first time because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. before we like, I, I've never heard you speak before mm. but I don't know. I just had an inkling when when we initially like spoke. I was yeah. like, there's, there's like I feel like I need to speak to you more. Yeah, you um, I can actually talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I feel like yeah it's one of those things where it's really difficult to kind of kind of put yourself out there and speak like i've never been good at speaking it's always one of those things where i was like i want to get better at it but Mm. i didn't know how and i mean talking to yourself isn't really like it's not gonna do much so i was like let me just like force myself to speak out more Mm. and i also wanted to be more spiritual so like i think in my head i was always quite you know, self-reflective where, like, I had intentions with, like, my goals and stuff, but mm. I never really... Now, that I didn't have anyone around me who was into that, but not everyone's, like, a self-development enthusiast. Yeah, like it's yeah. It's not everyone's thing. Yeah. But I wanted to get more comfortable, like, speaking publicly about it. So I was like, okay, let me start a podcast and see... Like, how I grow from
1: it. Yeah, and yeah. I
0: can, I can talk, okay. Well, the so- thing is, you seem
1: very comfortable to me, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that you were nervous or anything Yeah, until. I was just like, oh my God, what I even say? Also, it takes a lot of practice, you know? People yeah. think that you're going to be amazing overnight. No. No. You know, in my day job we do a lot of media training and sometimes we have mass as in big corporations that you know household names that you see on tv every day and their biggest bosses are terrified to speak on camera and it's like we have to sit them down give them like a sheet of paper like these are the points you need to highlight so it's not everyone's thing you have to practice and we'll be there it could be like a whole day affair two week affair whatever it is for Mm -hmm. what they need and um We'll be teaching them how to communicate on camera. Yeah, you know, it is not it's an not easy, easy thing, no. and it's not something you don't just wake up and like, oh, okay, I can yeah. do this. No, yeah, because somebody can ask you a question, trip you up. How do you handle it? Exactly. You know, um, especially so, in media when everything catches oh gosh, like a wildfire. Exactly. <laughs> especially <laughs> when you work for a massive corporation or yep. you know a big brand, it could be like Coca Cola, Nestle, whatever it is. You know, you have to say the right thing. You have to be on your p's and q's. Yeah. So it's all about practicing, and I think that's another thing as well. People don't want to spend enough time practicing. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> I don't think enough people like people want to be like they don't want to start from zero
1: no they want to be at 10 yeah like life is not like that exactly trust me 10 is not even 10. you
0: think it is but then when you look back it's just like
1: what did what did i used to do exactly because i feel
0: like even back in the day when i um started youtube i remember people used to do this thing where like oh once i get a thousand subscribers i'll start making videos and i was just like how are you gonna get a thousand if you haven't like it was just it didn't make sense to me like because I, i i think you're the same like we're both so comfortable being the student like being mm-hmm. the one in the room that doesn't know like being okay with just learning and building ourselves mm-hmm. up that it's helped us kind of like develop Definitely. to where we are now yeah
1: even me and my senior role yeah i will still call my boss and be like do you know what i'm um, i've tried this but mm-hmm. what do you think yeah i'm coming with a solution but i'm asking also for your opinion yeah because you can never be the as you said you can't be the smartest person all the time exactly somebody will always know better, something better than you or have another you know view yeah that might be good too so yeah it's always about trying to humble yourself a and trying to develop because yeah, yeah if not you just become that complacent person exactly and then where do you go from there exactly <laughs> <laughs> like literally you know, where do you go where do you go so i'm sure people like jeff bezos are still learning and, and you know that these yeah, are billionaires cool. and I'm, I'm sure they're still learning mm-hmm. so it's just about recognizing that you don't have all the answers a hundred percent yeah
0: what would be your advice for like working corporate I feel like it's such an interesting environment
1: It isn't it (laughs) Um, and I've worked both ways as well I've worked for small brands and yeah big corporations I just think you have to understand that the bigger the corporation the more red tape there is Mm -hmm. there are so much more processes that you have to go through Um, for example if you've put forward an idea for a campaign yeah it's likely that it's going to have to go through 10 different people before you get approvals yeah and that idea that you started off with will not look like what you pitched yeah um so that's something i've learned and i thought oh my gosh big corporation they have more money so we could do more things no No. (laughs) they're very traditional yeah they are terrified because of their brand reputation yeah obviously they got to that place for a reason right yeah but um yeah they're very very scared of you know doing something bold so it's yeah, it's definitely understanding what kind of brand you have in front of you. Yeah. Even if you're an influencer trying to come yeah. up, if you're tr- if you really want to work with Nike, for example, you have to understand what Nike stands for and yep. what what they might be willing to do. Also, trying to push the boat a little bit, but you have to understand who you're pitching to, yep. what you're trying to do. Exactly. Um, it's a lot of the time I do find that it's the smaller brands that are more agile and they're more willing to take yeah. risks because they're like, we what have can we lose? To lose. Exactly, right, exactly. We might actually gain <laughs> a lot from this. <laughs> But, yeah, so the big corporations, you have to tread lightly a lot of the time. Yeah. Which is sad, but it makes sense because they have a lot of equity. Exactly. That they're protecting. Exactly. One wrong move and the stocks are just plummeting. (laughs) Or it could go terribly wrong. Yeah. So, you know, I think a a brand that does things really well is um, BrewDog. They take a lot of risks. Mm -hmm. A lot of their cons that they do is very bold, um... I like that. Another one as well, KFC. They always do really good reactive stuff on yes, social.
0: I think they're really I good. I think their
1: social team is amazing. Same, you know. same. Because they're always just doing, they don't even care. They're yeah. like, okay, we're gonna, you know, they ran out of chicken and they did that, that whole um, thing on social. And I just, I love that they take risks and they're not really bothered about yes. what the backlash will be. Yes. It's, it's more public. You know, no, there's that of famous course. saying, um all publicity is good publicity exactly all, you know, like yeah that's that's kind of how they look at themselves but then some brands you work for they're like no we're not gonna <laughs> do this at all Sorry. stay within this box Stay. Within don't move this. right okay you have yeah. that faq document you will <laughs> respond to everyone on social with x y and yep. z there's no personality in your response None. you know yep. so yeah it's just understanding who your brand is and um sometimes you just have to you do have to, you put forward something a bit bold, but you have to stick within your parameters a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: And my final question yeah. is, what's next for you? What's, what's next? Up? Um,
1: yeah. Well, I'm just praying that, you know, coronavirus gives us a break. <laughs> Honestly, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm, tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm um, tired. Because, yeah, well, before the lockdown happened, that very week, actually, I was meant to be doing the elite national tournament mm-hmm. um and it was meant to be rescheduled for september but obviously we're back we, are here where we are yeah so i'm just you know we're just waiting for the government to make a decision about whether we have a second lockdown etc and then at least then the england boxing board can make a decision about what kind of tournaments we have when we'll have them all that kind of stuff so yeah. at the moment i'm just training really hard well i say really hard within reason obviously yeah. i don't want to burn myself out but i'm training effectively um yeah for whatever comes next. Um, and then, yeah, work is work, you know, it's always busy, so yeah. we move. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, I'm just looking forward to the next step in my development as a boxer, Yeah. Um, because I've, I'm in the elite ranks at the moment. So I'm just, yeah, just learning, Amazing. continue learning, yeah. and then, yeah. See what goes
0: from there you actually said one thing that i want to touch on like i promise i'll let you leave soon but um you said that you are training within reason because you don't want to burn out mm-hmm. um i want to get into burnout a little bit because i feel like especially right now as i said before mm-hmm. with an entrepreneurial culture everyone's like 24 7 no yeah. sleep grind mm. all that type of stuff yeah as someone who is working such a demanding job mm. and mm-hmm. an elite boxer yeah Tell the people how burnout works oh and how my to avoid gosh. it.
1: Girl, <laughs> burnout. Literally, I have been guilty of this so mm-hmm. many times to the point where I could not sleep because my wow. ma- my brain was literally moving mm-hmm. all the time. I think that again, it goes back to what I was saying about sacrifice. Sometimes you have to put your phone down and stop responding to those emails, yep. those messages. Forget social media. Forget that stuff. I mean, talking about you know responding to people generally at a certain time, like if that if for you that's 10.30, mm-hmm. putting your phone down, going to sleep, you have to do that for yourself because yeah. you will burn out. There's only so long that your body can take all this abuse for,
0: 100%. and um,
1: when you have a job where I'm sitting in front of a screen, I'm staring at a screen all day and I'm using my brain and then I'm going to training, I'm using my brain and I'm physically exerting myself. Yeah, I have to definitely pay attention to myself more. So now I'm training smart. I'm um, if if my body's aching from if I've got DOMS which is you know um yeah delayed muscle soreness from the day before then I'm going to take that day off yeah you know I'm not going to push through and be like oh I'm going to train in because I need to do xyz mm. prime example this week um Thursday I had a Wednesday Thursday I had two really hard sessions back to back and then uh, or days I should say of sessions back to back and then Friday I went to training last night after a long day of working and my body wasn't responding. Yeah. You know, I was trying so hard. It got halfway through the session. And I was like, my biceps are done. Yeah. You know, so you have to listen to yourself because that's how you get injuries and stuff. And then 100%. you only have yourself to blame, really. Exactly. You know, people will push you. Like your coaches in the gym or whoever it is will push you. At work, they'll push you. But you actually have to listen to yourself of physically and mentally burning out. Yeah. Um, and if it is maybe on saturday mornings taking the morning and actually just lying in bed and reading a book or whatever you just do what works for you yeah um i spend a lot of time in hot baths that must be nice yes <laughs> well, i mean apart from the fact that i'm repairing my muscles yeah. after training you know it's a good place for me to actually just unwind yeah sometimes i listen to a podcast sometimes i'll just watch a. I like watching fights and studying so sometimes i'll do that or i just watch some you know crap tv <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and so yeah just all these little things you just need to figure out what works for you because every not everyone's interests obviously are the same so yeah just yeah take that time for yourself so that you don't burn yourself out because it, honestly it's not even worth
0: it it's not, it's you, look not. Back at,
1: you look back at yourself and you're like why did i even do exactly that? and
0: the work that you're doing through the burnout it's not quality so no, there's no point exactly yeah
1: you'll be tra- like for me i'll be training i'm like oh my gosh like i'm really I'm really going hard. And I'm like, actually, no, I could have got so much more out of myself mm-hmm. if I didn't do this. Exactly. You know? Um, and so I've learned that the hard way.
0: Yeah.
1: The only way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But it's experience as well, you know? Yeah. So it's, again, it's about trying a hundred percent, you know, and then learning from that experience. So I'm not doing the same thing twice. Yeah. Awesome. What's the point? Exactly. Yeah.
0: You just did a campaign with Sports Direct. I did. How how did that come about? <laughs>
1: me hustling. <laughs> Literally. Do you know what? I had done a relationship with Sports Direct. Um, because when I won my first championship, they mm-hmm. would send me clothes because um obviously you have your kit in yeah. boxing, but then, you know, people don't think about your sports bra, your yep. shorts, all that costs a lot of money, you know. Yeah. And so they would send me stuff to wear and I just had to, you know, help them out with taking pictures, etcetera. So yeah, I already had a relationship with them. And then another opportunity came my way earlier on this year where they were having a campaign with Rewalk Europe. Yeah. And they were like, we think you'd be amazing for this. We need somebody who is an athlete, like a female athlete, who has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everything about the the campaign, which is basically Sport the Unexpected, um, just fit in with what I'm about. So... yeah. Yeah, it just kind of took off from there. It was really quick, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Sign the contract and yeah, we're good to go. Um, it was just amazing, yeah, because this is these are the kind of opportunities that I'm looking for, yeah. you know, working with brands, not necessarily big brands or anything, but just working with brands and working on campaigns that actually are genuine to me. I'm not going to yeah. do stuff that doesn't make sense. Of working course. in PR for so long, I just know what that feels like. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm not going to do it at this stage. So yeah, it just it's amazing because we got really great content out of it. Um. And yeah, it's just a, I I just have got a lot of support from it too. So, yeah, it yeah. looked amazing. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so fun. Do you know? Yeah. You know, like a lot of the time you'll shoot stuff and then you don't see it for ages. And yeah. You f- not that you forget about it, but it's when you see all the content, you're yeah. like, wow. Yes. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that I had that kind of feeling over the past week or so. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, if you go to Sports Direct website, you'll see me on there for okay. Rebook Europe. Hello. Um, <laughs> if you go on my socials, you'll see some images. If you go on their socials, their Twitter, sorry, their facebook and their instagram you'll see as well
0: amazing yeah
1: and where can everyone find you on instagram so at sedemama s-e-d-e-m-a-m-a um, and Twitter I don't really use Twitter to be fair I just yeah. use it for, for preen purposes so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah same as well at Sedem Amar yeah. yeah and Facebook Sedem oh
0: thank you so much for coming no, on i had lots
1: of fun thank you for having me this was literally like
0: one of my favorite conversations oh, so I thanks. cannot wait to share it with everyone yes I can't wait to hear it back <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you guys next time thank you bye, bye. <laughs>